Hey there, let's face it. Today's internet world is so saturated and everyone is fighting for their number one spot to be visible. It is no longer about running ads and having thousands of people on your email list. It is about building relationships and networking with others to grow your business and become visible. Hi, my name is Candice. I'm a podcast launch strategist and I help service-based business owners develop and deliver their message to the world by using platforms like podcasting and bringing valuable content to those who need to hear what they have to say. Welcome to the Hello C.S. Dorsey podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Hello C.S. Dorsey podcast. I have Steph here, your content bestie. How are you doing today? Hey, Candace, I'm doing good. I, you know, live in the entrepreneurial life. So busy as always. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Don't I know all about it? So tell everyone who you are and what you do. Yeah. So I'm Steffi or Stephanie, Steph, aka your content bestie. And I'm an Instagram strategist and content mentor for busy online entrepreneurs, mainly women identifying and female entrepreneurs in the online space who are looking to save their time when it comes to Instagram getting results on Instagram, but not spending every single waking moment on there worrying about things. So I help them come up with custom strategies to really reach their business goals through Instagram. And then I also help them strategize their content for Instagram and other social media platforms. So that's a little bit about me. (laughs) All right. Awesome. I can't wait until we dive in. So let's talk about the inspiration behind starting your business. What was that like for you? Yeah. So I think there was a couple of things that played into it. So I have 10 years in the corporate world working in sales and marketing. And I really just hated putting on a show and stepping into someone else's box all the time. So it was just really frustrating because I never really loved what I did. I didn't actually... So I went to school originally for fashion business. And then I went to university. There's college and university here in Canada. So I went to school for a couple of years, trying a few different business-related programs. I ended up you know, doing marketing and I really loved that, but I never ended up going into the fashion or marketing industry. I always kind of stayed in sales and I worked for like tech companies and that sort of thing. So... I did a bit of marketing and mostly sales. And so long story short, one day I got an opportunity to be a virtual assistant for somebody and work from home. And so when that happened, I didn't really, I I liked the job, but I didn't really get along with my employer and I didn't really want to keep working in this toxic environment that I was in. So I decided to start my own virtual assistant business. So basically that's where I got the inspiration to work for myself and I was good at doing engagement for her. So I started doing engagement and content planning for, you know, I started with my best friend who's a real estate agent, then my mom who's an interior designer, and then I just started taking on clients all over. So basically my inspiration was just not wanting to work in the corporate world and just wanting to earn my own way and start doing something for myself. So that's where I got that from. I love that because a lot of my audiences currently are already working nine to five. I work nine to five as well. But I love the fact that you actually started your VA business and started doing it. But you also use like your sphere of influence. You use what your connections that you have now to develop your, your talent and grow and they kind of grow from there. A lot of people think that oh, I need to market right away to other people to get people in, but you have your own tribe. You can actually kind of like market to them and it's cheap. <laughs> it's been a yeah. money, you know? <laughs> yeah. And they're willing to give you a chance because they already have already have that trust in you, right? So exactly. they have the like, no trust. So really we're shy. I think we're really shy to pitch to our friends and family and our close network. And I think that's where you need to start because then you get to practice And if you falter, they're not going to judge you for it and you're not going to feel too bad about it or you shouldn't feel too bad about it. 
So I think it's a good place to start personally. (laughs) I love it. I love it so much. Can you remember a time in your business or starting out where you had a hello moment? Yeah, I can definitely say that there's been a couple hello moments along the way. I think the the most recent one I had was raising my prices. That was like a, whoa, hello, I'm really undercharging and I don't, I can't make more money if I don't charge my, change my prices and, and increase them. And then a previous one I had from there was hiring a copywriter. So that was one of the first big hello moments I think I had was that I needed actually someone to help me articulate my words. And and I'm like a lengthy person. So like by the end of this podcast, people will be like, yes, you're right. You do like to talk a lot. And and that's not a bad thing. But at the end of the day, sometimes I'm long-winded when I could just be short and concise. So I think I really needed help with that from somebody to just take what I was saying, but then make it like a bit more enticing and a bit more concise so that people were just like, okay, boom, boom, boom. I want it. You know what I mean? So that was a really big hello moment for me. One of the first, for sure. So was it really... what what did that feel like, you know, trying to the thought pattern and trying to raise your prices and actually saying, okay, yeah, this is how much is I'm I'm going to charge from now on. What was that feeling like for you? And what led up to that moment? Yeah, so I think in general, just, you know, I realized that I was charging way below market value in a sense, like when I look at what a lot of other strategists are charging. I saw recently a social media strategist charging $2,000 for like, a few calls. I can't remember if it was just one or two calls, but she was charging a lot of money, it seemed for just something that was like very minimal, but I'm sure she would do a good job. So I thought like, wow, like someone's charging that much. I'm sure she's been doing it a very long time. And, you know, I've only been doing this for maybe like just under two years, but at the same time, I still deserve to make the money that I feel I'm worth. So I think it was that. And then also realizing like, if I do want to increase my income, I have to raise my prices. I can't make more services or spend more time because then I'll be strapped in other ways, right? And then you only have capacity for so much. So I think it was that. And then I also hired on a team member as well. So I figured like if I'm paying that expense and they're getting the benefit of me having someone else, you know, make things grow or make things go better or quicker, then I can charge my money. So I think that was sort of what was like the mindset behind it. That's awesome. I love that. It's really going to help a lot of people. Thank you for sharing it. Because <laughs> I, yeah, no yeah, I know that that we get stuck a lot in that area. You know, I can do all of these things. Okay, well, how much are you going to charge? Um, I don't know, maybe. And then we tend to charge low thinking that we will, you know, that we will get people. But when in reality, we don't get those qualified, qualified clients. And when I say quality yeah. type of clients, you know? So there's a difference when you pricing your, your services. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And I think you should be able to demand what you feel you are worth at the end of the day. You know what I mean? And I think there's something to be said about people that just come out of the gate charging a lot of money. And that's not a bad thing either. If they, you know, they go for it, they go for it. And then some people need to work up to charging more. Like I, I, that's not the first time I've charged more. That's the second time I've charged more. You know what I mean? So it was just kind of a journey of being like, no, I think I could charge more. No, I think I'm, I'm giving a lot more value than, you know, what I'm charging people. So yeah, I think it just became like a slow process, but here we are in phase two. That's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so let's talk about engage and grow on Instagram. I can't wait. Yeah. So this is like my passion and also just something that I've become like not to toot my own horn, but really good at and really good at teaching other people to do because I think we often look at Instagram as like a popularity platform and how like you have to be the latest, greatest and you got to be with all the trends and you got to be on there all the time. And so then we start to have all these pressures and we start to like 
put the bar higher and higher before we even hit the first bar, the first like rung on the ladder, right? So I like to remind people that when it comes to engagement or anything that you're doing on Instagram, you got to start slow and you got to do what works for you. So being consistent on Instagram starts with just like doing one post at a time, just pick a day and try to stick with that day and post that same day every week. And you know, when it comes to growing your account, you also need to have a good idea of who your ideal clients are. So I think, you know, that is like the first step to actually being successful on Instagram is you need to know what your clients are going to look like, what their accounts look like, so you can easily identify them and easily find them in order to actually find more of them and learn more about them, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Now, how do you get those, your ICA to notice you? Now, is it within the hashtag or is it just more about being consistent and posting constantly? Yeah. So this is where the engagement part comes in. So it's really about doing both. So you want to post consistently, but you don't have to post a lot. You want to engage with them. So I'll give you like my three-step engagement method. So a little like gift for everybody. So the way it works is you want to make sure that first you like, so first you follow them because you don't want to just engage with someone and not follow. That seems disingenuous. So first you want to find an account that resembles your dream client. You want to follow them. Then you want to like one to three photos, comment on one to three photos. And then you want to see if they have any stories. And if they do, then you want to react and send a little message because that's the best way to slide into people's DMs. A lot of people think like, oh, let me just send a welcome message to a new follower. And although that does you know, seem genuine from your side, a lot of people look at it like, ah, this person's coming at me and they want to sell to me. And people do not take kindly to that, unfortunately. So I think you're better to just you know, start consuming their content and engaging with their content. And that's when you can easily just slide in and go like, oh my God, I deal with this all the time. Or wow, that looks so yummy. Like, can you send me the recipe? Or you know, whatever they're posting about. And then one more thing I want to add to that is a lot of people say, well, what if it's a private account? And I say, well, what do you have to lose if you click follow and they never follow you back or they never accept it or whatever, right? So I like to remind people that are trying to target target end consumers and not businesses. So people that would most likely have a private account that it's okay to just follow them because you have to kind of let go of like the fear of like, oh, I come off as creepy or sleazy. What they don't know, like they don't know what they don't know. So at the end of the day, they may see your account, think it's awesome, and then, you know, accept your request. And then you don't know what doors could open from there. So yeah, that's, that's my three-step engagement method. (laughs) That's really good. And it's doable. Yeah. I love it. It's easy, easy to manage, which is what it should be. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Hey there. Are you looking to start a podcast without the tech overwhelm? Let me guess. You probably searched on Google and YouTube on how to get started, but the instructions and video left you feeling like, huh? Well, look no further because I have a free guide on how to jumpstart your podcast without the complex tech talk. Head on over to hellocsdorsey.com slash JSP. Again, it's hellocsdorsey.com slash JSP. In this free guide, you will get a get started questionnaire, a list of resources, an outline for your show notes, a plan your podcast calendar, a schedule for your episodes, and a podcast checklist. Head on over to hellocsdorsey.com slash JSP and download it now. I cannot wait to listen to your first episode. Now, would you suggest, is it easier to get noticed by someone who has, I would say, less followers versus someone who has like thousands of followers? So that's such a good question, Candace. So that used to trip me up all the time. And it still sometimes does. When I look at like an account that has a super large following, a couple things I look at. First are how many likes 
did they have on average on a post and how many comments did they have and do they reply to people's comments and who are the comments from like they look like they're from like people that are in engagement pods or follow loops or people that are just like random accounts or bots or do they look like people that could be that person's ideal client or friends or you know do they seem like real people and is that person engaged so that way I sort of know like where that account's at and then if I see some weaknesses in their account then I personally feel free to message them if I think that they you know don't necessarily need my help then I might back off but I still will engage their content just to test the water sort of thing so I think the answer is no that there is no you know number that's out of your your reach you just have to remind yourself like I can help people and you need to try and assess like if it's you know if you're doing content or Instagram it's easy to assess via their profile if they need your help or not but in the other sense you could still just engage with them and see if they engage back. And like, you never know what would happen. Like someone with 24,000 followers might still want your help at the end of the day. Right. So you just got to try. I love that. Oh yeah. You really break it down. Like, I'm like, where have you been? <laughs> Seriously? Like, I mean, cause I'm a Facebook girl. I love Facebook. I've been, you know, Facebook girl since it came out, you know, I love it so much. And then Instagram come and everybody's like, it's Instagram. And I was like, I cannot be taking pictures all day. I was like, I don't want to do <laughs> graphics. I don't want to do none of that. So I'm slowly yeah. starting to get into it, trying to do like a little bit more of the Facebook. I mean, the Instagram lives just jump in and, you know, things like that. But I'm like, I do get, and I have to admit, I do get more engagement on Instagram than I do on Facebook. I get more likes, people commenting and everything. I was like, well, maybe I could leverage this. But I was like, it's too time consuming for me. (laughs) Yeah. And one point I want to make about engagement, like the engagement you're getting, you also want to like, when you're newer or when you're just starting out on Instagram in general, whether your business is new or not, you need to build up that like audience that is really like intentional, meaning like people that are actually going to want what you have to sell. So one tip that I often give people is, get rid of like your, your family and friends, if you can, like if you have a private account, keep them, I mean, like a personal account, keep them there. If you don't, then, you know, try your best to, to make sure that like, you can even maybe like mute their content. So you don't see it as much or, you know, like you really just want to get rid of bot followers, ghost followers, inactive followers to make sure that you're getting the most genuine engagement from the people that are the people that you want to interact with for business purposes. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's really good because I do I do keep her separate. And then especially on Facebook, I unfriend all my family members. I'm really sorry about that, but they don't know. They don't know it. I don't think that they even realize it. Don't tell anyone. They're gone. (laughs) But I'm like, I really think these type of platforms should definitely be for business purposes. And I think that there's certain accounts should be for fun and for, you know, family to actually engage with you. But I'm like, look, you guys have my cell phone number. Just text me. You guys don't need to be on my profile. So go away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have the premium access to me. So exactly, <laughs> exactly. Like, come on now, you can DM me via text message. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, any last minute advice you have for our listeners out there? Yeah. So, okay. I have like, I think three main pieces of advice. So one, when it comes to Instagram, like make sure that you are being kind to yourself and not trying to spend all your time on it, really set a schedule and, you know, boundaries when it comes to social media. That's so important as a business owner, especially. And two, when you go on to engage with people, here's like a quick tip, set a timer and engage for that amount of time, but go to like a hashtag that, you know, your ideal clients will use and try to find as many of them 
in one space as you can and then engage with all of those people at once or go to like a big account in your niche and find some potential dream clients within their comment section or in their following and engage with them. So that's, those are kind of two tips in one. And then the other thing would be, you know, consistency starts small. So don't try and feel pressured to post every day. You don't have to show up on your story a few times a week, post one to three times a week if you can, and just keep going from there. So those are my three tips. I love this. This is gold. This is like serious gold. Like I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna start right now. <laughs> well, wow. you have the recording. <laughs> I know, right? Watch over and over and over again. Oh my goodness, this is really <laughs> awesome. So where can everyone find you? Yeah, so you can hit me up on Instagram at your content bestie with an IE at the end, or you can hit me up at www.yourcontentbestie.com. I'm all on Pinterest and I am on Facebook and I have a private Facebook group. So if anyone wants extra juicy content tips, they can always find my Facebook group in the link in my bio on Instagram. Awesome. And we'll definitely link those up in the show notes. Well, Steph, I'm so happy you came on the show today, dropping those value bombs, some Instagram value bombs. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. This was awesome. And you know, I love helping out entrepreneurs and just anyone in general that's using Instagram for maybe influencing, blogging, or business. So hope that that was helpful for everyone. And yeah, catch you on Instagram. <laughs> yes, thank you. Did you like today's episode? I hope you did. Join me next week for more valuable bombs, tips, and tricks on how to grow your business by taking action. If you like this podcast, subscribe and leave us a review or take a snapshot of this episode and tag me on Instagram at csdorsey underscore hello. We would love to hear from you.